This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now it's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Look at that. It's Thursday. It's other Friday. Good morning and welcome into a fabulous start to the day. It's 50 degrees outside. It feels fantastic. 71 for a high today. Got to about 70 yesterday. It was just stunning outside, man. It was. Ooh, got a chance to go outside and walk. I had to do it in a hurry because we had an incident at home. But I was able to get outside and get it done and, and just get around at least a little bit. It was so nice out there. Interesting day yesterday, too, wasn't it, in the world of sports? Some hirings in the NFL. We had the Kelsey brothers do their podcast. We got more on the Justin Tucker thing. Uh, which, as we mentioned, um, you know, I told you yesterday, I think, or the day before, I wasn't sure who was on whose side, and it was Justin Tucker that was on the wrong mm-hmm. side. And apparently he does this from time to time, but had made the innocent plea over the weekend about, I don't know why they were like that. <laughs> I'll let you hear from well, the Kelsey Brothers podcast, which, by the way, I find way the hell more interesting than the Manning cast. Oh, uh, yeah. Personally, <clears throat> these guys, well, first of all, it's kind of, you know, Mannings are on a network thing, so yeah, they have situation. to be. Yeah, they do. Uh, and both of them are different guys, too. I mean, the Kelsey brothers are guys you want to go have a beer with. Yeah. And I mean, not even a good beer, cheap beer. <laughs> I mean, they're not, you know, you, know, you got Montana and the Guinness commercial. The, the mm. Mannings seemed more like you'd go out and have, I don't know, maybe an upper-level cocktail. But the Kelsey brothers are a bush beer. They're a hams. They're a stag. They're mm-hmm. a Falstaff. <laughs> with, with, with Manning, it's just whoever, whatever deal they have with yep. one of the big shots, yes, right? Just... right, yep. And the Kelsey brothers are pretty much like, now, now that we're done with that, let's go out, chop some wood, build a house. I mean, they just seem to be one those of kind us, of guys. One of us. Yeah, they do. And now there's word that, you know, maybe after all, Jason's not retiring. You know, he said after the game, he had the little speech to the team. They, everybody thought he was retiring. He said the next day, I haven't made that decision. And now he's saying, you know, with Travis's run again in the Super Bowl, it's really kind of keying me toward going back. So we'll get at all those things today. Um, we also have a, a Super Bowl coin toss bet you might be surprised by. And there's one thing you can't bet on, at least not in certain places, which everybody wants to bet on, which is going to be interesting. Mm. Jerry Jones says, Bill Belichick, yeah. Maybe I'd hire him. Sure, I'd work with him. So now if you're Mike McCarthy, who just, you know, has said, yeah, yeah, you can come back. But (laughs) I'd be happy to work with him. So imagine if Jeremy told you, yeah, you can do this. But, you know, there are a couple of guys out there that if they want this job, you know, and then you're thinking to yourself, and then how secure do you feel at that point? How comfortable are you at that point? Yeah, that that wouldn't get in my head at all, right? No. (laughs) And if you're you're McCarthy, who probably knows he's coaching for it, well, I'm sure he knows he's coaching for his job this year anyway, but in that situation, if, you know, not having, and I don't know what kind of conversations they had. Maybe Jerry Jones said to him, said all this to him. I doubt it. More than likely, they got together, talked about what they thought the possibilities were, and then said, okay, let's go ahead and do this. Mm -hmm. Um, but if if that's the case and you're Mike McCarthy, do you now make way different decisions based on, well, I better do this or, and does that cause you to be more aggressive, sometimes reckless? Maybe not. I don't have a clue. Yeah. I'm just asking the question. If, if they tell you that somebody right behind you is absolutely a candidate, 
I do think it changes the way you do your job. Going to cause you to try and get out of your mold a little bit, maybe. Take well, just I don't know. Just that desperation. Yeah. At some point, now Mark McCarthy. I, mean, I don't know how he spends his money, but we think of people like him, guys in the NFL, coaches. We think of people who make that kind of money, and it's way, way more than all of us make. But you know the old rule: if you make a hundred, you spend a hundred. If you make a thousand, you spend a thousand. If you make ten thousand, you spend ten thousand. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you'd think, oh, they probably don't need the money. Mm. But we don't know what he's doing. No. We don't know how many islands he owns or, you know, you know how many family members he's supporting. And, you know, and sometimes when you hear that, you're thinking, well, they're wasting it. Maybe not. You, know, you just don't know no. what family situations they have and those kinds of things. At any rate, I just wondered mm. if that were the case. So we'll talk about some of that today. I've got a stat. You know, there was a hiring yesterday in Seattle. If you remember last week when we talked to the guy covering the Ravens for the Baltimore Sun, we were talking about Mike McDonald, their defensive coordinator, and I asked him specifically, why doesn't he get more head coaching run? Because mm-hmm. the guy's defenses have been fantastic. And then, boom, yeah. yesterday Seattle hires him. And really, without much indication, there were a couple like that. You know, that, that hiring was one of them, too. Well, I've, I went back and looked through the last, well, from 20 to 24 at defenses in the NFL. And I'll give you a rundown on how his defenses have performed. And, of course, when Seattle won, it was the Legion of Boom. It was Pete Carroll's defenses when they actually won the Super Bowl. Show on, too. Anyway, it was those guys who Foreshadowing were, this day in sports history, by the way. Oh, good. There you go. Uh, which was, um, you know, th- th- those were the great defensive teams, right? And I have another, you know, we had the stat about defenses. I told, you know, I was telling you, I'm, you know, the old T-shirt line and all that kind of stuff. And uh, the, how defenses win championships, in my opinion, well, I've got proof. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I saw that yesterday on something else. We've got a really cool story about C.J. Stroud and Snoop Dogg and his L.A. Youth League. Mm. And By the way, if you have not ever read or looked into Snoop Dogg's Youth League out in L.A., it's yeah. fantastic. I didn't know about it. It's fantastic. I, the only reason I knew was I saw him because he's everywhere. I mean, he is... He's one of those types of celebrities, right? <laughs> another guy, well, I don't know if you could have a beer with him, but another guy you'd like to, <laughs> right? You know, Danny Boyle Connor, the first two weeks of this show, one of the things I always wanted to do is once Danny Boy got here and we all met him, the Outsider's House Museum, you know, House of Pain and all that, once Danny Boy had gotten here and we all met him and realized, man, he's a really good guy. He's also like 6'6". He's huge. Um, a really good guy. And I kept thinking, you know, they've done all that stuff at the Outsider's House. And I asked him once back across town when I was working over there, I said, has anybody ever broadcast from your porch before, your house? No. I said, boy, I'd, you know, and myself and the guy over there, our co-host, I said, we'd like to do that. But sometimes not everybody is... Um, how do I put this? As proactive as me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I got the job, I said, I want to be out at least once a month. We've been to the fair. We've been to you know, Oktoberfest. We've been to Chili Bowl every year, that kind of thing. And so I, as soon as I got this job, I, I got all of Danny and said, hey, how about we come out and broadcast from your porch? He said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we sat out on Danny's porch for three hours. Had a wonderful time. George Frazier, God rest his soul. What a great man. That's why I heard clips from uh, that show because, yeah, after he passed, we played that a little bit. So. And he was so good. Yeah. Joe, God, oh, nobody could tell a story like George. <laughs> just you know? come on and just do his thing. <laughs> I mean, really, literally, with George, all you had to do is say, uh, talk. I mean, literally, that's all you had to do. And away he went, and it was always interesting. The story about his dad and Steinbrenner and the Jet and the guy sitting outside the stadium who Steinbrenner just took inside and gave a job. All we know about George Steinbrenner, for most of us, is we hated him. 
You know, he's mm-hmm. the Yankees rich guy who seems like an idiot and hired Billy Martin six times. <laughs> but he absolutely seemed to have a really good heart. At any rate, George was out. His daughter was out, who was a Miss Oklahoma, talking about some things there. Jimmy Trammell was out talking about some of the mm-hmm. pop culture stuff he covered. It was fantastic. I remember because the guy who was in your chair at the time, who hadn't didn't know me very well, yeah, um, was back here and I was out there and it, and I was monitoring our social media stuff for questions and everything. And at one point, I saw somebody ask a question: "Hey, are you at the Outsiders House?" And I saw the response from him, and it said, "Yeah, and it's actually really kind of good." <laughs> <laughs> this is better than I thought. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> said what it was like. The guy who works for us. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I didn't blame him. I wasn't mad. He didn't know what to expect. Yeah. This is a sports show. We're sitting on the Outsiders' house porch, right? Huh? But it's I can't. It's part of Tulsa, and that's what I've always wanted. Is we want to reflect Oklahoma and Tulsa first, Oklahoma, and then you move on. Anyway, Danny sat out there with us, and, and one of the things uh, Pop asked me to do is there's a questionnaire for uh, called Bands of Your Life. You ever heard of that? No, I have not. Hey, okay. He, he, I'm sure he's done it some in the afternoon, Yeah. but it's called Bands of Your Life, and you go through these questions, and he said, would you ask these of Danny? And I took a whole segment and did that. And one of the things I asked was, all right, who is it in the music business that's really nice that no one would think of? And he went, Snoop. He wow. said he said he's the nicest guy. He'll help anybody. He's not, you know, he's he's never uppity. He's not you would yeah. never know when you meet him that the guy's a millionaire who, you know, has I mean, he's on with Martha Stewart for God's sake. He's got his own league. He, you know, he's got <laughs> Might concerts. Be covering the Olympics soon. Absolutely. <laughs> All those things. Snoop is a, a kind of a cultural firestorm, if oh. you will. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, he said Snoop was all this to say that he said Snoop was one of the best guys you'll ever meet, and he just went on and on about him, which is really cool. And there's other questions like, okay, what band was overrated? What band was underrated? Those kinds of things. And it turned out really good. It's a great segment. Anyway, all this for uh, C.J. Stroud now involved in Snoop Dogg's L.A. Youth League uh, when he was growing up, which was really cool, and I think that's really a great story. And then uh, Jason Kelsey wants to, you know, he's we're not sure if he's coming back or not. And I saw this, and I had Bryce explain it to me because I'm old and he's not. Uh, and he has his next career lined up. He does. And, and I looked at it and thought I knew what it was, and I was wrong, but I was close. Mm-hmm. And Bryce will explain that. Plus, today at 710, we're going to have Eric Conkle, the TU basketball coach. They had a nice comeback win last night. They were down yeah. 15. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, were you? Okay, yeah. to Paul Mills and you know former ORE coach Paul Mills and his Wichita State team. Now, they announced 5,200. How many do you think were in the arena? How much does uh, Reynolds Center hold? 75-ish, I yeah. think. Yeah, so I would say that's about right then. Um, so that what they announced is pretty good. And uh, a lot of TU fans, obviously, and, you know, Wichita State's always going to travel. Yes, they do. Um, so they brought a pretty good crowd. I know they've been struggling this year. But, you know, it was just – it's an old-fashioned rivalry, right? And so it's yep. always going to bring a, a good crowd from both teams. As so a matter really of fact, fun. it was meeting 144 Man. between the two. No, Tulsa's played no one more than Wichita State. And I don't think in my history there, which goes back in, in the, the games I broadcast in basketball, 90 to 91, and then I was back with um, Doug Wojcik, Danny Manning, and and Frank uh, Haith with, with Bruce for another 10 years later, so probably 12 years of Tulsa basketball. Mm-hmm. But then watching it, I mean, I was producing games back when Nolan was here down mm-hmm. in the convention center, and there has not been a final rival, finer rivalry. And especially if you think mid-majors – I mean, if you talk, you know, Bedlam is a different monster. It's a different deal. Yeah. Alabama Auburn's a different deal. USA UCLA, I get all that. But when you're talking about mid-major college basketball matchups, 
in its glory days, nothing was better. Mm. You had those teams from Nolan who had won a national championship in junior college, won the NIT when it was really still a very big deal, you know, beat a Syracuse team in Jim Beheim that mm. nobody thought they would beat, beat a, a mm. North Carolina that year. You know, beat a Louisville. Yeah. I mean, just fantastic basketball. And, you know, they had you know, they had all those fantastic players, Paul Pressey and Anderson and all those guys. And then they had, you know, Xavier McDaniel and, and X Warren played for Wichita and those oh my lord. You know, the, the number of people but the between those two, Greg Dryling, the seven footer, that went between those two schools. Even Ricky Ross started up there and then played for Tulsa later. Mm. Who was fun? I mean, so I saw all those, or most of those, and I don't think there's been a more heated, more fun rivalry than those two. And last night, Tulsa got the win. Now, they had to kind of pull one out against Rice last night. They were down a couple of times, including the 15, but made a couple of big runs. And P.J. Haggerty, who, if he's not all-conference, I don't know what the hell he'd be. Oh, yeah. Because he was fantastic. How, how many times does he pop up as he once again led to Tulsa? He once again led Tulsa. Well, he's been know? freshman of the of the week in the, in the league for how many Almost yeah. every every week he had 23 last night so a great night for them we'll get into that so we'll talk to eric conkle at 7 10 this morning 7 30 ryan neighbor rou insider patty gasso sat down for a little bit yesterday uh to talk about softball because we're only a few days away there is some softball news about games that will be televised for them we'll get into as well we're not very far away from that starting we had a couple upsets in college basketball last night and the thunder beat denver but nicole Jokic did not play he had a back injury, and I saw one of the Asterisk. articles. Yeah, I saw one of the articles in Denver that said, "Well, of course his back hurts. He's been carrying the team for the entire <laughs> season." But another really good night for Shea. Of course, Chet bounced back and had a really good night. Giddy's struggling a little bit, but we'll get into some of what happened in that one as well. Oklahoma's women had a big upset last night of number two Kansas State. Uh, so all that today here on the Blitz eleven seventy, and then some extra notes here uh, that I have just as we go through the day. Plus your text at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. That's where we want you to tune in to us. I also want to remind you the Oilers are home all weekend this weekend. American Heart Association night tomorrow night. First thousand fans get a free rally towel, and then on Saturday the first thousand fans get a free Tulsa Oilers beanie. And I, and I keep saying I want one. Somebody yeah. give me one. Somebody get us yeah, one. So get it. Yeah, I'd like to have one of those. And then on Sunday, as we do when they're home, it's Sunday Fun Day, brought to you by the Oilers and the Blitz 1170. That means you get to go skate on the ice with the players after the game. Take your skates or rent some. It's also a Spider-Man Day, so they'll have characters roaming around. The five first nice. 500 kids also get a mini hockey stick. So <laughs> you, know, you, nice. heard, you heard Andy say this week they, they really wondered about giving out swords last week on the yeah. space sword thing, but nobody lost an eye. So yeah. we're gonna he, goes, go. he goes, we keep on giving out <laughs> things that kids can hit each other yeah, with. Right. That's a really good idea. <laughs> so we're going to go back with the uh, with the hockey sticks, but there are many. Uh, yeah. Hockey stick. So there will probably be kids' hockey games up in some of the concourses. I'm telling you, just watch <laughs> out. 614 on the Blitz 1170. It is 918-262-5072 for the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. Stay with us here for a Thursday on the Blitz. The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD-equipped radio to 106.9 KHTT HD2. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder were winners over the Denver Nuggets 105-100. to SGA led the Thunder with 34 points. It's Shea's 14th 30-point game in January. The Thunder held the Nuggets to just 39.8% shooting. 
The Oklahoma Sooners women's basketball team upset the second-ranked Kansas State Wildcats in Norman, 66-63. The victory snaps the Wildcats' 14-game winning streak. Skylar Van led the Sooners with 21 points. And the Oklahoma State Cowgirls fell short in Ames against Iowa State, 78-67. Quincy Noble was the scoring leader for the Cowgirls as she had 24 points, but the Cowgirls just shot 36% overall from the field. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Love to have you on there. As a matter of fact, done a really good job with that this week. I know we're kind of in that lull period with the Super Bowl. Uh, we're just, you know, when teams haven't even arrived yet, we know people are practicing. But there was some fun stuff going on yesterday. Did you see Pat McAfee doing the interview with Travis Kelsey when Mahomes just popped in? Yeah, and, it, it, and Pat was quick. He was. His. But it looked like a scene from a TV show because you see Mahomes' head sideways. You know, it's <laughs> it's a Zoom call basically is what it is. And so, you know, you got Kelsey sitting there, and Kelsey just looks like the most affable dude in the world, just happy and all the time. Mm-hmm. And, just, of course, both brothers seem that way. Uh, but he's just, you know, he's just happy, McAfee and here talking. And then Mahomes really literally sideways just sticks his head into the camera <laughs> view all right, so if you didn't hear it, now they're talking at first. Uh, we do our. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. That was the wrong thing to do. Hang on, hang on. They're talking at first about, oh, I don't know, something in the game. And then you you hear, you know, McAfee and everybody go, whoa, and it's Patrick. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll just give you a little bit of what happened there yesterday. And then both the football people. Oh! Hey, how are you? Hey, Justin Tucker was going to beat your ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to beat your ass. You know that. Hey. Pat, he's going to beat your I, ass. I'll tell you, but Pat, me and Patrick were on the sideline in the fourth quarter when Tucker had that chance to cut the lead to one score. If he would have missed that field goal, we were 100% getting a 15-yard flag. <laughs> we of course he made it, of course. He can't let us have any fun. He yeah. have any fun, man. Yeah, and of course. We were yeah, always 1,000% yeah. getting flagged for that one. Could you too. imagine you two sprinting on the field? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your guys' relationship is sweet, too, yeah. you and Patrick. Uh, you right. An absolutely beautiful thing. Uh, that was pretty fun. I mean, it shows you, too, as much as we know these are NFL guys and they get paid and this is a business for them, they still enjoy it. Again, I say they're 10-year-old boys, right? And oh, yeah. that's and those two relationship, tell me that's not like whoever your best friend was when you were growing up. Yeah, you. I mean, you didn't even have to. I mean, they, they might knock on your door, but you probably already knew where they were going to be and you just showed up or you already made the plan the day before, or you go outside and they're sitting on your steps, or you're sitting mm-hmm. on theirs. Their mother knows your mother, and their families know your families. And if you get in trouble at your house, they get in trouble at theirs, and the other way around. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the. they seem like those kinds of guys, don't they? Yeah, like, especially if Mahomes were to say, hey, if he misses this, we're getting a 15-yard flag. Like, Travis Kelsey doesn't have to think twice. He's immediately like, whatever you do, I'm with it. You know, just all in. in. They're that kind of friend group. And I would have loved to have seen them get the 15-yarder. That would have been really a riot getting the 15-yarder. And I I believe them. Of course, at that point, if he'd missed, it's still just, it's outside of one-score game. But, you know, I mean, Andy Reid might frown on that a little uh, bit. What are y'all doing? But I, right, but I can still see him doing it. I absolutely mm-hmm. can. The two of them, and so, you know, McAfee points out that's really a cool relationship. 
yeah. which I thought was great. And they talked earlier about Taylor Swift and blah, blah, blah. And he'd said, Kelsey said, we're no more, nothing more than two people in a relationship who support each other. But that's what any relationship is, mm-hmm. isn't it? Right. Yeah. And that's that's all they're doing. It's just they happen to be ridiculously high profile. And once again, and now it's becoming it's becoming chic to defend her now. Now, if you remember when this first happened, what did mm-hmm. I say? I said, it's not a big deal. There's mm-hmm. a game and she's not on that much. I mean, you know, they're putting the cameras up there, but it's the network doing that. Right. But there was all this this hatred across the country. You know, and there's one group, and I'm not even going to get into that part of it, but there's one group who just wants to hate on this. Mm-hmm. And we saw a lot of people in the last few days suddenly come out in defense of this. And one of them was Colin Coward a couple of days ago, who I'm not generally a fan of. Uh, yeah. and, and I think, quite honestly, the way I feel about him and his show and his stuff is he waited to kind of see the temperature of everyone, the nation, if you will, and then decided he'd come out and defend this. Yeah. Very much like the old TV shows where a politician will say, well, the polling says this, I can't be for it, or I can't be against it. That's kind of what it, that how that struck me. This is not new. And the people right. who are complaining about it aren't new. None of that. And once again, somebody yesterday did the numbers, and she, had, she was on camera 44 seconds last weekend. 0.039% of a three-and-a-half-hour game. Yeah, those numbers don't lie. No, and if 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 that's the most important thing you have to bitch about today, you got a pretty good life. Oh yeah, I'd say so. Uh, you know so. Mm-hmm. If that's the worst thing happening in your life, then you got it pretty good. Uh, he came out yesterday. So many others were, and really, literally, it's just a couple of people who happen to be high profile. And what do you expect's going to happen? Well, that, that's the thing is with how famous Travis Kelsey has become overall more than just an NFL star, then you have the most famous pop star in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, arguably, these things, these things uh, are going to happen. Arguably, she is amongst the most recognized humans in the world. Yeah. The tour is worldwide. You know, there was a time when Muhammad Ali was unquestionably the most recognized human in the world. And, and then, you know, from that point on, it can kind of get a little sketchy. Sometimes it might be United States president. Sometimes it might be a European leader. Uh, but generally, it's going to be people who spend a lot of screen time. You know, n- n- when, screen, when screen time was here, uh, which I'm talking about that was a long, long time ago. So it's going to be some of those people. And with somebody who now is in a world tour and with the availability of YouTube and other videos for people to see so many things around the world, those are the people. I mean, tell me. I saw an interview show the other day, uh, Graham Norton, who I think is fantastic, uh, Mm -hmm. was interviewing Harrison Ford. And he said, where can you go and not be recognized? Which I thought was a great question. And and Harrison Ford stopped and he said, England. And (laughs) I mean, they looked like surprised. And he said, yeah, I I walk down the street here. Nobody cares. But to me, that's pretty rare. Uh, I would think most people, if you know, well, not now. See, what's really hot right now? Besides Kelsey and Taylor Swift, like in uh, George Clooney, yeah, could probably be recognized an awful lot of places. Mm -hmm. Brad Pitt would probably be recognized a lot of places, you know, things like that. And I, I I told the story before. I remember there was a there was an old TV show on that was Terry Bradshaw, George Foreman, and Henry Winkler. And they traveled together mm. to really odd places and did really odd things. And it was always really fun. And they were somewhere in Asia, and I can't quite remember where. But you got a Super Bowl guy here who's multiple Super Bowls and who, you know, is on TV constantly during football season. And you got Foreman, and boxing is worldwide. 
Right. Absolutely worldwide. And he was well-known. Plus, worldwide, he had the yeah. Foreman grill. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, you, you knew him for one thing or another. And you had Henry, Henry Winkler. He was Fonz. the He was the Fonz. And then he was also, of course, he had other movies and things. Well, the three of them are in this little village, and all these people see them and come running over, and Bradshaw fully expected it was for him, and they only recognized Winkler mm. because of reruns of Happy Days in some <laughs> of those countries. Yeah. Yet, you know, right now, Taylor Swift is probably one of the most recognizable, top five easily recognizable humans in the world. Sure. Now, you mentioned that Travis Kelsey's famous. Absolutely. But she's made him more famous, and mm. he kind of has made her that way. And we talked about the numbers in the NFL. I saw a number yes- you know, yesterday. Yeah. The estimate of how much money she's gained at the NFL, and I know it's hard to quantify this, but in attention, in jersey sales, in people showing up at the game just to hold Taylor Swift signs, was in the range of $335 million. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, they're not going to complain about that stuff, right? I would not think so. You know? I would not believe so. At any rate, so I'm going to leave that one for a moment. I'm going to go back over to the Kelsey brothers. They were in their podcast. Says, Actually, you know what? We'll do it after the break. Kelsey brothers in their podcast, and they decided to address the Justin Tucker thing. And you, you may have heard it by now, but if not, I'm going to play that one for you. Because I just think it's really pretty classic between these two brothers who literally, if I'm sitting down right now, as I said earlier, if I'm thinking... If I could have a conversation with anyone, I'd go, you know, alive or dead, I'd go back and talk to my grandpa. But other than that, if it's a li- someone who's alive now, mm. it might be those two. <laughs> it really might be. Because if I talk to some big politician or some world leader, I'm not going to change anything. No. And I'm not going to probably get a ton of insight because most information is available these days. But for someone like that, to for just pure fun, I mean, mm. Snoop would be another one. Yeah. You know, if you could stand the smoke, <laughs> you know, when you sit down. <laughs> That's what he goes, Let's go get a beer. And he's like, I have other ideas. Exactly. <laughs> That's what, you know, what does that beer have in it? That would be the interesting <laughs> thing. You know, I can throw that out as a text question. Of all the sports figures in the world right now, who would you most like to sit across from and have a beer or a nice tea or, you know, whatever it is you'd like to have? I'm, I'm going to keep Snoop stuff out of her right now. Let's keep it things you can sort. Things, Sports athletes yeah. and Snoop. Let's get things you can drink. Uh, right? At 918-262-5072, who might it be? We'll let Bryce make that pick for himself. We'll hear from the Kelsey brothers next here on the Blitz 1170. The Blitz 1170 stream is brought to you by Duck Creek Casino, your hometown casino. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Tulsa Golden Hurricane overcame a 15-point deficit to beat the Wichita State Shockers, 79-68. P.J. Haggerty once again led the way for Tulsa with 23 points. Kobe Williams had 21, and true freshman Tyshawn Archie added 10. The Oklahoma City Thunder were winners over the Denver Nuggets, 105-100. SGA led the Thunder with 34 points. It's Shea's 14th 30-point game in January. The Thunder held the Nuggets to just 39.8% shooting. And the Seattle Seahawks have hired Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as, fr- as the franchise's next head coach. McDonald, 36, becomes the youngest head coach in the NFL. He led the Ravens to number one in points allowed, sacks, and takeaways in 2023, just his second season as the Ravens coordinator. That's the, ra- that's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170, and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We always do. I'm, 
<laughs> they got some good ones. So I'm just laughing because I got the, I got another text that came in just as we were coming back. I love all of you. I really do. I mean, you hear people say that all the time, but man, there is nothing like living here and working here and doing what we do here. And it's a privilege to have done this in this business, in this town for 43 years. It's something. Uh, by the way, it's not just the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. It's with Bryce Hulse in the other room, too. 635 here on the Blitz 1170. We'll give Bryce his platform here in a little bit with this day in sports history. In the meantime, we, we'd ask at 918-262-5072, which is our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line. To, all right, who would you like to have a beer with, right? And I, mean, I got two immediate, like that, two immediate <laughs> responses. One of them, and I... <laughs> One of them is a, a young young lady I used to work with uh, named Gretchen. And Gretchen, by the way, and I know she's still listening at this point, Gretchen was probably one of the best softball players I ever met. Mm. Uh, this woman could first of all she could play first base, yeah, which was f- fairly rare. And you could, and I mean, burn it into Gretchen, not a problem, <laughs> not a problem. Great wall time. <clears throat> yep. Well, she's tall. <clears throat> So she had good length and range and all that. She could also hit. She could run. She could field. Uh, fantastic softball player. And I will say, too, back then, because this was a long time ago. This was probably in the, hmm, I'm sure she'll let me, he'll help me out here, but late 80s. Okay. Maybe early 90s. We had a softball team where I used to work called the Fighting Oysters. And we, had, <laughs> it was a media softball team. And we had done the research. <laughs> the reason, because people will say, oh, I still have the shirt. It was beautiful. Ooh. It was Detroit Lions um, Hawaii blue yeah. with silver on it in script. And somebody, people would always ask, why the fighting oysters? Well, somebody on the team, I think it was Joe Riddle, did the research and found out that oysters don't feel pain. So we thought, there we go. We'll go with the Fighting Oysters. Plus, no one had ever been the Fighting Oysters before. <laughs> That's what we were. And I will say, Gretchen has always been a very uh, a lovely young woman. But she was a very, she cut a very nice figure at first base. I will just be honest about that. Now, our third baseman, Frank Powers, not so much. Frank was a big, thick, hairy, looked like he was wearing carpet <laughs> all over his body. <laughs> Wonderful guy. A guy who went to catch a pop-up at third one time, and Frank would not play in athletic shorts. Frank would only play in cut-off jeans with a belt, mm. which looked really funny to begin with, right? And Frank's a big guy. He was, you know, he was thick, not fat, but thick. Yeah. Right? Fat, big dude. Pretty good player, too. I mean, he had real good power. He's going to catch a pop-up one time, and because he's wearing cut-off jeans with a belt, it was fairly loose, and it just fell right down around his ankles. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so he's sitting under the pop the pop fly, pants around his un, his uh, ankles, his old tidy whities in full view, and God bless him, he made the catch first. Wow. Frank did not lose his concentration. <laughs> he made the catch first. Those, those oysters don't feel pain or embarrassment. I get, apparently not. So you had, you had Gretchen at first, really nice. You had Frank at third, like a carpet. And then generally, I'm either playing second or in the outfield, and then Joe was playing shortstop. But we it went on and on. But what what a fun time! Anyway, as soon as I said, "Who would you have a beer with?" Gretchen responded with CD Lamb, <laughs> and nice. I responded with, "Yeah, I know why." And she said back, "Yeah, the muscle." Yeah, Gretchen's <laughs> a big CD Lamb fan. Mm. And then we had another text from Mark, and Mark had texted us earlier about Taylor Swift, and he was not very happy with it. And um, he said, hey, you know, he, Mark is the one who texted, and this is really funny, and this was earlier this week. He said, well, hell, 
Let's just get every player's girlfriends and wife, put them in the booth and sing songs and have a merry old time. <laughs> Call me old school. I just want a good football game. And which is, I get that. That's fair, right? And, you know, and I, you know, I said, hey, if they all looked and sounded like Taylor Swift, I bet they would be in the booth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably. Well, anyway, Mark responds this morning and says, I'd rather, have, I'd rather have a beer with Taylor since we'll probably have to put up with her for five years anyway. <laughs> like, might as well indulge a little bit. Right. Well, I feel your pain. I do. I, I understand. I mean, if, if you're just not for it, then every time it happens, it's like somebody, you've got a paper cut and someone just touched it with lemon juice. Mm. You know, I understand. I get it. I do. And I responded. I said, hey, but at least it's less than 44 seconds a game. And I think the new will wear off. And honestly, unfortunately, just because of her history, I can't imagine. And, and their um, draw, their attention they get, I can't imagine it lasts, personally. Mm. I'm not rooting against them. Yeah. I just can't imagine it lasts. Now, whether, you know, will there be Travis Kelsey breakup songs? I don't know. But, you know, we made the joke when this first started happening that it was already written. Uh, mm. But I, I just don't know. I, I cannot imagine. And I said, you know, it's probably going to wear off. And he re- returns and goes, I know. Thanks for letting me vent. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you can vent any time you yes. want. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. And I'm never going to take it personally. That's what this text line's for. Yep, you can disagree with me. You can call me ugly or stupid. I don't care. You're never going to offend me, and I'm never going to disagree with you. Uh, Gretchen texted back, yeah, I remember Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she remembers, but I can tell you where we were. We were over by Nimitz Junior High School on the fields over there when Frank Frank's drawers fell down his knees. <laughs> that fateful all day. The way, all the way we down to his ankles. And the thing with Frank is it didn't embarrass him. He just reached down, pulled his drawers up, and away we went. Yep. <laughs> Got the ball, didn't I? <laughs> That's exactly. That is so frank. Oh, he was. He mm. never had a moment when it, it wasn't just you know. He's still in. Um, he's in TV in Florida um, now. Yeah, so mm. I, I, I kind of know where most of the people we worked with at that time were. All right. Anyway, nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. It's a Rapi Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Who would you want to have a beer with? Sports today. Someone who's alive right now because we talked it was be the, for us to be the Kelsey brothers. And, and, again, I think it would be – I mean, first of all, they'd be shotgunning the beers, and I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do that. But it'd be still entertaining as hell. So yesterday on their podcast, which is one of the most fun things you'll listen to, they were discussing the whole Justin Tucker pregame, the kicker in the way, and him tossing – you know, Travis tossing the helmet out of the way and all that. Now, I had to beep this in several places <laughs> because Shocker. Travis – yeah, Jason doesn't cuss much or at all that I've heard, but Travis does not mind ripping it off. Yeah. So I had to I had to beat this a little bit, but here they are. Here's that portion on their podcast. We're warming up, and we do our same warm up every single time on our side of the field. For those of you that don't know what happens in pregames, the Ravens have their side of the field, and the Chiefs has our side of the field. Now, specialists, because of like the wind factor and yeah, they go to where both you are, sides they get they get a up. chance to kick at, at both field goals and kind of punt from both sides of the field. But it's always. If you're if you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area, you kind of stay out of their way. You know, you you don't you don't interfere with what they have going on. That is the unwritten rule. That's the unwritten rule. If you want to be a fucking dick about it, you keep your helmet and your football and your fucking <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up and they're yeah. dropping. Eyes are looking left and they got a, a helmet down by their feet. It's actually kind of dangerous, really, but... Like, if you're not going to pick that up, I'll happily move that for you. 
Justin came out and he said it was more of a joking gesture and kind of a fun competitive. And I get it. I mean, he was kind of winking at me, like being a dick about it, like trying to get under the skin. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. I get it, it but got under me, skin and, a little me bit. and Pat, we were, we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long, man. Yeah. And it was, uh, you got to go in there and, and, and have the right mind frame, have yeah. the right mindset. And we just weren't in a joking mood. Um, we yep. were ready to get after it. And uh, so, Justin, sorry if we took it to a <laughs> level that you didn't think it'd get to that play. But if you're going to be a dick, I promise you, I can, <laughs> I can one-up you every time. All right. So, yeah, it was on the wrong end or he was on their end. Apparently, he's done it to other people before, and they just weren't playing. They just weren't playing that game. So, mm-hmm. that probably will put that all to bed. And they did, <clears throat> they did by the way, later on in the same um, podcast, talk about how good Justin Tucker is. Right. I think it was Travis who said, you know, he's arguably the best kicker of our time. And Jason said, I don't think it's arguable. Mm -hmm. I think he's really the best kicker around right now. And so it was, so we had a little he said, he said, he said in that one, but it was still fun at the end of the day. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I think too is like, there's still a lot of respect there, you know, Mm -hmm. even though they're going to be defensive about, you know, their situation. Even in that clip that you showed about McAfee, how Patrick Mahomes was like, and he still couldn't miss. He still couldn't let us have one, you know. Yeah. So it's like there's some respect there still. Which oh is cool yeah, to see. and I, I doubt if I, you know, if the two, if the, all of them got together right now, they'd laugh about it. Yeah, they, they absolutely would. Now the NFL might at some point. I mean, if this becomes a thing, I don't think it will, but if it becomes a thing, I can see the NFL stepping in and going, "All right, guys." You know, but you know they all make great points. You know, specialists do get to go both, you know, kick at both ends. And I said I said that yesterday. Yeah. You know, but you usually have an equipment guy or somebody back there fielding those balls, yelling at guys so they don't get whacked in the head or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I have seen punts land on someone's head before. Now, if it's a player and it's a helmet, it's usually not a big deal. But I've seen them hit coaches. I've seen them hit <laughs> training staff because not all punts go where you want them to, obviously. Yeah. And you occasionally get one that goes a little wonky and somebody ends up getting dinged in the head with one. And believe me, when those things come down that fast, it hurts. It can. Yes, it can. <laughs> Especially if you get the, you know, the old pointed edge, if you will. <laughs> That's why when you teach your kids to catch it first, it's with a Nerf ball. Because <laughs> you know the first thing that's going to happen is right through the hands, right into the nose. Yep. And it's going to be the whole Marsha Brady thing. You have to. You might have to Google that. Uh, Gretchen, I did it, Rick. Gretchen did, by the way. Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha did respond with. I remember that when Frank did that, and she said we had beer. Yes, as a matter of fact, our media league had a rule. You would you could take your beer on the field with you, and then you would sit it down before the pitch, and if a batted ball knocked the beer down, the batter was out. <laughs> Come on. That's a really that's good fun. rule. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good rule. It didn't happen often, but it did happen. If you play as many games as we did, and back then, Channel 6 upstairs had a, t- had a team. Uh, Bob Stevens was still upstairs at that time, and it was on that team. As a matter of fact, Bob, <laughs> if you don't remember mm-hmm. Bob, again, you can Google him. He spent a lot of years at ESPN, too, and then tried to kill all of us in uh, at Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> when Tulsa played at Florida – Emmett Smith's freshman year, and this was, what, 86, 7 in that range? I can't remember exactly what year. That's the year Tulsa started with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Arkansas, and I believe Minnesota uh, or somebody else. Anyway, it was a ridiculously uh, difficult first four games. Tulsa goes down there to play, and they said, yeah, you watch the freshman. His name's Emmett Smith. We think he's going to be pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he turned out to be pretty good. Wonderful day down there, but Bob was working in Florida. And we stayed just outside Gainesville, the the team did. And Bob said, hey, I'll come get you guys and take you to the stadium. 
And I remember when he showed up, it was in a, a, a station wagon, a real station wagon, because they still mm-hmm. made those back then. So we all got in, and I have never been... I mean, I've told you before about the exploits of Don Tomkowski and his driving. Yeah. Right? Well, Don's not necessary. Well, I mean... <laughs> I don't want to say Don's not dangerous, but he's not. He's like, not no, the kind of right. He's not the kind of dangerous where you know you fear for your life at every moment. He does forget to put the car in park at least two times a year. That's a big when one. you pull up. It can be, which is why nobody <laughs> will even stick a foot outside until we hear the car turn off or the SUV turn off. No one's going to do that. We learned the hard way. No one got hurt, but Shelby almost lost a leg. Oh my anyway, um, you know, a little bit. So. I thought Mike Brown of the Tulsa World, former Tulsa World, I thought Mike was the worst driver ever. No, Bob. I I swore to you I thought I was in a video game. As he and I know at one point Grand Theft Auto and, and, and people were talking and people were saying, you know, Bob, you wanna yeah, yeah. It was it was horrific. Anyway, Bob got mad at one of the softball games and we had a guy playing for us named Brad Gibson, who uh, he's tall, thin, lanky, and so was Bob. And they were kind of getting after each other, right? And Bob finally got mad enough. He picked up a bat and chased Brad around the field. So you've got this tall, lanky, blonde kid and this taller, lanky, dark-haired guy with glasses chasing him around <laughs> literally with a bat on the field. And the rest of us... There could only be one. Well, and the rest of us going, I don't know what to do. I mean, he's got a bat. I'm not going to run over there. And we just up. stood and watched as the two of them ran around until they got tired. Tuckered themselves out. Yeah, it's like it's actually a little bit like watching fat people fight. Yeah. Let it go. Because mm-hmm. it's not going to last long. Oh, yeah. Right? They're going to get tired. They're going to get worn out. And pretty soon it's just going to be. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of what happened. Right. Yeah. He never caught him. He never caught him. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> oh, God. The good old days. It is 648 on the Blitz 1170. That is Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. And then we come back. We'll have this day in sports history. We're also on the other side going to talk to Eric Conkle at 710, the TU basketball coach, Ryan Aver, our OU insider at 730. All that to come. And I've got some cool defensive numbers after the hiring yesterday of Seattle's brand new head coach, who is Mike McDonald. We're going to get some defensive numbers to let you know exactly how good his defenses have been through the last few years. We'll do all that coming up right here on the Blitz. Text us at 918-262-5072 or Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Who would you like to go out and have a beer with in sports? I'd love to know. We'll do it next here on the Blitz. Don't look now, but the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Arkansas Razorbacks no longer have Devo Davis, but they got back in the win column anyway as they beat Missouri in a high-scoring affair, 91-84. Tremont Mark led the Razorbacks with 22 points. Jalen Graham added 13. The Oklahoma Sooners women's basketball team upset the second-ranked Kansas State Wildcats in Norman, 66-63. The victory snaps the Wildcats' 14-game winning streak. Skylar Van led the Sooners with 21 points. And the Oklahoma State Cowgirls fell short names against Iowa State, 78-67. Quincy Noble was the scoring leader for the Cowgirls. She had 24 points, but the Cowgirls just shot 36% overall from the field. That's the window roll to Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app.